0: Last week, I uploaded part one of my conversation with Wyatt Larson of the Wildwood Hollow. We talked about shadow work. What is it? What good would it do you? Some basic ways to start. This week is part two, and we look not only further into our own experiences with shadow work, but more in depth about who can do shadow work, and to assure you that you've got support of not only people in body, but of the universe. Hello, and welcome to Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. My name is Susie Parker Goins, and this is my podcast in which I talk about metaphysical topics that are catching my attention. You can find me on the web at bluelightninghealing.com. You can contact me at susie at bluelightninghealing.com. Please like, comment, subscribe, favorite, hit the support button, share with your friends, share the love. Thanks. Let me see if I can go through my little Rolodex of questions. Have we talked about how how does one know that shadow work would be beneficial? How do you know? How does a person know they need to do some shadow work?
1: Uh, I would say you're not excluded from anything. So you are ready for shadow work in this moment. There's always some trauma that is within us. That's just the world that we live in. You could be working and have worked on trauma for decades And so I'll have some minute things still trigger you about something that happened when you were three. Okay. You know, it's never done. The shadow work is never complete. It's just taking one step at a time. You know, oh, this trigger happened for this reason. What's going on behind that? I I need to look at that. And no, you're not always going to be crying and bawling and sobbing. It's just taking that moment to recognize what's going on. You know, the more that you just like step outside your body, like, whoa, what was that? I need to look at that and actually do it. That could be shadow work. So
0: self-awareness is really important. Exactly. To be self-aware and go, gee, what was that about? Yeah. So that could actually have some sort of, not preventative, but certainly. um, Editing Susie here. I was looking for the word Proactive. If, if you're looking at something and 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 notice that nudge that says, yeah, this is a trigger for you, and then you can look at it so it's not going to be as explosive in the long run. Mm-hmm. It's that letting it build up that's going <clears> to <throat> cause the, that big reaction.
1: Right. I feel like you, know, you know you're ready for shadow work when you feel the fire. What I mean by that is anger or frustration, whatever was said. You know, road rage is a great thing, you know. Or not a great thing, a great example. <laughs> <laughs> not a great thing. Please disregard that. Um it's a firstly, great cue. Is a, yeah. <laughs> Road rage is a great example. You know, when you are really like someone cut you off, you feel that anger in your stomach or your chest or wherever, and you're just like, err, and it's hot and muggy, and you're just like letting the fire rage, and you just want them to know your thoughts, and so you like fire this thunderbolt towards them of anger you know (laughs) it's that same reaction in whatever we experience in life that is when you know you have shadow work to do or it could be the opposite when you start feeling you know the thunderstorms of depression or sadness where is this coming from what is going on with that why do i feel so disempowered yeah because of this you know feeling those kind of reactions, knowing what's going on in your body will tell you it's there's something there. I need to dig at it. I need to find the bone. I need to whatever that is. It's time to do that work.
0: Yeah. We've already talked about why somebody would resist doing the shadow work because they're afraid of what they're going to find. I have found that there have been some people who have wanted to do a session with me, but they were afraid of what they would find.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if it was going to be something about whether I would be judging them for what, for what we found, because I wouldn't, but they were afraid of what they were going to find. and, and Some folks work so hard to, to bury it that to really look at it, I can see where they would not want to, to go that deeply. I just can't deny the impact that shadow work has to open you up. To That feeling of, wow, that doesn't weigh me down anymore. Mm-hmm. That feeling of freedom, of liberation, lightness. I, I hear that a lot in sessions. Wow, I feel lighter when we go and yeah. clear stuff out. And, and it's something to maintain. It's, you know, it's like a garden. You're maintaining it and trying to keep it clear and healthy. So we've talked about how shadow work doesn't have to be explosive each and every time you look at it. You do find something wonder where it comes from and deal with it does it get easy at any point if you're doing so much shadow work if you're doing a lot of shadow work is there some point where you just think oh okay yeah that bugged me it's done
1: I think it depends on what it's referring to what you are working on because I mean for me you know I've worked on a lot of trauma and there's some topics that it, it is easy for me to just let go. But then there's also some topics where it, it's been years and I, it's still really heavy. So it really, it really, really, really depends on what you're looking at, what the topic is, who it's about, if it's um, surrounding someone else. But it, at what point are you going to take responsibility of your own healing?
0: I think that's crucial. At what point are you taking responsibility for yourself?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of times, you know, we we get people who say, can you check in on this person? Uh, there was one woman who was insistent and said, this isn't about that person. This is about you. And she never came to me again, which was fine. I don't see where healing can happen if you're right. just glossing over it and saying, oh, that'll go away. It's that, that'll go away. It'll resolve itself that and it doesn't
1: work. Too, but. Most things do not.
0: <laughs> no, they don't just evaporate. So finding a safe place in which to do it, a safe person who can share and hold the space. I see where space holder or somebody, how has it recently been put? The word container has been used quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Having a safe container. It's been explained to me as having some sort of energetic grid that one can maintain. A practitioner can maintain To allow the client a safe place that's protective, that can help them heal, in which they can do that healing work. Right. Because as practitioners, we don't heal you. We give you the tools. We guide you. We hold the space in Mm. which you feel empowered to feel empowered to do that healing work.
1: Right.
0: I don't want to have some sort of glib thing like, oh, healing is self-healing because there's there's focused intention that happens, you know, all of these energy, you know, send energy to my mother-in-law or blah, 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 you know, all those works, all those things come together, but it's certainly whether the recipient is really truly going to receive it. And that's where healing happens is if somebody's open to it. So being I've, open to your own soul work.
1: Yes. Give yourself permission to experience a healing.
0: That's a great phrase. Give yourself permission. Why would somebody not give themselves permission aside from that fear of what they're going to find, that fear of the fear?
1: sometimes they just don't know you know okay they don't know that they need to give themselves permission they have set up a roadblock or they have set up a block because of childhood issues their parents don't believe in this and instilled that belief in them yeah. and now they're trying to grow but they don't know it they have to
0: this is the way we've always done it
1: yeah this is <laughs> like the, how it's the- always been done it doesn't need to change those are usually the people that are experiencing trauma the most
0: <laughs> yeah We've always done this. Oh, you'll grow out of it. It's like,
1: ugh. Uh, The amount of times if I've had a nickel for each time I've heard that I would be rich.
0: Oh, gosh. So giving oneself permission, it seems to me, is one of those first steps to recognize it, to give yourself permission. And then there are so many tools available, whether it's journaling or um, I can see ritual as being a part of it. And it's not church necessarily or some sort of spell, but it's something that you do. For me, ritual is something that you do again and again. And and each time you do it, it increases the power. And so there's more power behind it. Precise. It's like building momentum. Mm -hmm. So every time you say that affirmation, I love myself just because the more I say it, the more power it's going to give and it's going to have an impact on me to fully accept myself. And you can do the same with any affirmation. Affirmations, oh my gosh, those are such a thorn in my side though because i work so hard. I work so hard. For me, it's important. Language is important. You want to put the right words to it and then you want to make it inclusive. You know, I have a friend, a client who says, I do blah, blah, blah in all time, space, dimension, Ugh, and it's just trying to cover all of the bases. What what are the what are some what are the parts? What makes a good affirmation? How long does it have to take to craft? I know people who blow them out just right here. And and for me, I'm I'm stressing over it. What what are some good parameters for these supportive affirmations?
1: Well, I can tell you, <laughs> really, if you want to learn more about affirmations, um, Louise Hay. Has written a book called "You Can Heal Your Life," and she is a she was a practitioner. She has transitioned um, yeah. now, but she was a practitioner who used affirmations to heal her clients. She healed a lady of sight nearsightedness. Really, you no longer had to use glasses. But the funny thing was, is I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I can see again. I can't believe this. The next day, she required glasses because she kept saying that.
0: She can't believe it. Yeah, I just don't use the words always and never precisely for those reasons. My son said something today. It's like, oh, it never works out. And I'm in my head going, cancel, 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 delete, 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 love, love, love. Editing Susie here again. What I say is cancel, 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 delete, 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 love, love, love. I could say it out loud so he could hear it. That's the next step. So, okay, so I am familiar with Louise Hay, and I mm. do have that, that little bit of, nah, really? <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, Louise Hay, so my boss um, actually gave me that book when I was going through the middle of my breakup through this trauma that I most recently went through, and it's, it has provided so much insight and ability to be able to heal myself just through affirmations. And when you are crafting an affirmation, there are different, many different ways to do it. But never say can't, um, nothing in negative, especially with the English language, nothing in negative. It's, you know, one of the um, affirmations that Louise Hay has created is everything is working out for my highest good.
0: Oh, that sounds so easy. And yet I would have added conditions to it. Yeah. Okay. Everything is working out for my highest good. Yep. That feels really good. Okay.
1: It's so easy. Um, another affirmation. So I actually got this for a client. Uh, he came to me and he's like, Oh no, I just felt like I needed a healing or whatnot. And he had experienced me because he was holding space for his friend who got a healing. And so he thus got a healing for himself. And the spirits gave me an affirmation to give him. And his was, I am worthy of, um, what was it? I am worthy of myself, essentially. I'm so, worthy of the power of me.
0: I, I'm glad we're recording this. Those are awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're they're great. That one kind of developed as I was looking at it because he had three soul essences that were returned to him and each one had a separate part of this affirmation.
0: Okay, soul essences. So you did some soul retrieval? Then? Soul retrieval, yeah. Okay, got it.
1: So for a soul retrieval, each one of these told me a different thing. And then when you like I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, that's an entire affirmation right there. I'm worthy of the power of me. So, I like it, that.
0: so yeah, there's a friend of mine, I'd love to get on this, Sandy McNaughton, who who is a life coach. And she talks about how you, you get your affirmations to speak in the present as if you already had it.
1: Yes, correct. Like I don't have a million dollars right now, but I have a million dollars right now. You know, don't say the don't part. <laughs> Just currently-
0: <You> Erase that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it
0: cancel, canceled, canceled. cancel, cancel.
1: Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> love, love, love. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, I have a million dollars. I have a million dollars. I am a million dollars. It's, ooh, yeah, another one is, I feel good. I feel fine. I feel this way all the time. <laughs> I use that so many, so many times. I just, like, repeat it. It's on repeat as like, I'm laying there in bed sick, sniveling. I'm like, I feel great. I feel fine. I feel this way all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you can get a little dance in there too.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. I
0: think, yeah. And, and that goes back to you when you were um, doing your malas through the through the store and, and repeating it and you're you're working that into your muscle memory. Muscle memory I think is really important. It it helps you. Ooh, ooh, so muscle memory, if you have a muscle memory of responding in a particular way that's not very kind you can retrain that and so doing the repetitive affirmations especially if you're moving while you're doing it Lorelei Shamayo assigns some motions to some of these this is who I was this is who I am Mm -hmm. and and something like that you know where she has her hands on her chest and then she opens her arms out. I can see we're integrating oh um okay okay uh I can see we're calling in the different components of your whole body. You're you're moving your body. You're calling your mind into it. You're kicking in the emotions and reminding yourself of what that feeling is. And the soul is, the the spirit is just riding around going, well, yeah, thanks for coming along. We knew this all along. (laughs) You know, your soul knows that you are divinely perfect and then getting your emotions to keep to not go, oh, God, no, I know, yeah, I'm okay, you know, and, and your mind going, well, you know, you've got this spot here. But calling in all of those components to action, that's the way to get it really cemented in there. So using the affirmations can help shift a trauma.
1: Okay? Uh, it can help you shift your perspective of a trauma.
0: Okay, that's that's an important phrase. Can shift your perspective of the trauma. And we've already talked about how the trauma doesn't ever really go away, but it becomes a scar. And that's part of that terrain, that emotional terrain, the spiritual terrain where, you know, there's landmarks, I guess you could call it. So this scar, Mm -hmm. that's when I, you know, the one that's in the, I don't know, that's not a thumb pit, but in the thumb, that's where I tried to slice that lettuce and didn't need to do it. And then I've got the other scars. And so it, it allows you that roadmap to see your growth. Mm -hmm. like a place marker bookmark this is part of my growth here in this emotional scars that there but scars do fade after a while so they're not as in your face right and that's where the integration comes in and I talk about integrating the wisdom of an event you know in pretty much every meditation I do you're integrating that wisdom so that's what another way to look at shadow work is to integrate the wisdom from something Right. And I was about to get flippant and say, oh, and then another trauma happens, but it doesn't always have to, because as you're diffusing it, as you're integrating it, those triggers don't have so much of a trigger, like that stop sign that nobody hits, that everybody passes through with a grocery store. I can, what was that trauma that caused that feeling for me? And then I can go, okay, that's really not a good example at all. That's pretty silly.
1: <laughs> no, it's a wonderful example. Okay. Know. Um. <laughs> I guess another one since you said that I guess another one is when I was going through this breakup through the trauma of it, you know, sometimes I still experience this sadness. You know, I still want my ex. I still want to experience him, but it's not healthy to be able to experience what he has to offer. Because one, now I realize that I was placing him on a pedestal and I more liked the relationship with him than I actually liked him. Oh and now I'm actually Yeah. And now I'm actually able to speak his name or hear his name and not be as triggered. Because there was days where I'm like, I don't want to hear about him. I don't want to know that he exists, you know? Yeah. So now there's like these road marks, this process that you can see. A year ago, I was crying screaming on the floor. Now, look at me. I'm talking about this openly. There's quite a process to it. And the only way they can do that is through it. (laughs) Yeah. You have to.
0: Yeah. You've got to go through it. That's, I, I, those are the clients I really like. And it's just the way I've gone through a lot of my shadow work is like, push up your sleeves, roll them up. Let's go take care of this thing and, and assuring people that they're not alone. I think that's the way I've gotten through most of my traumas, the traumas I've had, like when my mom died. Mm -hmm. We were cut off. My youngest sister and I were cut off because they thought they were protecting us by not telling us what was going on. And so when I'm in there saying goodbye, it's like, what the hell's going on? I don't get it. So that's been a trauma. I still feel emotion releasing around. And then I had my own experience where it's like, okay, I took that wisdom that I got from my childhood and applied it to this experience. And it's a different kind of trauma, Mm -hmm. but we all talked about it. Hopefully we were, I don't know, less traumatized Is not. No, it was my trauma and it was my family's trauma. So, But having that previous trauma brought into it was pretty eye-opening, to say the least, to hear that. So that helped to work some of that away. What started that line of thought. Our own traumas were able to get through it. I, I, I don't think it would be fair for us to say we just can't have trauma at all. Because trauma is what helps us grow. And it's the effect of right. this previous trauma that has put me on a different path. If nothing, if everything went well and or everybody lives, the ninth doctor once said, and everybody lives, like, but that's a different path altogether. So right. this is right. Okay. <laughs> so it's all part of our journey and it's not going to be a straight line. You know, those memes like this is my plan, point A to B, this is the reality, and it looks like a tangled ball of yarn. So, yeah, that's that's okay. So it's through trauma that we grow. I don't invite trauma. (laughs) When it shows up, we can work through it. And that's where shadow work really comes in to help, um, comes in uh, to play. Um, What else? So uh, other tools, what other tools do we have? I have my friendly neighborhood shaman who can help (laughs) me. Um, I've got identifying it, journaling, meditation.
1: Why not? You know, a lot of these there is a recurring theme to it and it's you are altering your consciousness you're altering your space when you're writing you're entering into a trance of sorts when you are (laughs) crying is highly trance
0: it's it's an alternate reality it is a different plane of consciousness not an alternate reality but it is certainly puts you in a different headspace
1: right and when you're working on this you know praying through the mala with a uh affirmation you are most definitely not in the same consciousness as you were 10 minutes before you did it right meditation is the same thing journeying to the spirits with my lovely drum
0: okay so what's the difference between meditation and a journey
1: um to me a journey is your free soul is out experiencing and looking for information to bring back a meditation you are within your body experiencing yourself. You are calming your emotions, calming your mind. Thoughts can come up, but the entire, uh, and there are many different kinds of meditation, but the meditation I'm referring to, seeing your thoughts as a river, and you can experience them, but you let them flow on. You don't let them uh, take up residence in your mind. So for a lot of people are like, oh, to meditate, you have to clear your mind of all thoughts. That's not true. That's impossible. But you don't want to hang on to thoughts you want to let it flow and you want to see yourself outside of this flow of thought and so that's to me that's what meditation is you can meditate on a specific topic and find the intricacies and different wisdoms and information found within that but journey you're going into non-ordinary reality you are experiencing spiritual experiences you're walking with spirit you know you're going to the spirits to gain information
0: oh okay so they're not interchangeable
1: no not really a guided meditation is really guided journey because you're guiding them on an experience
0: so journey is a shamanic term
1: more or less yeah
0: more or less okay i mean that's the way i've heard it used that's the context in which i've heard it used is in a shamanic context Mm -hmm. and and we've already talked about how getting hypnotized on YouTube or. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, those are it fun. It can happen. It can. <laughs> I experienced it. Yes. Or my brother did. <laughs> um,
0: what other tools to, does a shaman in particular, what what tools would, would you use as a shamanic practitioner?
1: Um, so if I'm visiting another shaman, let's say, you know, I'm a client of myself and I want to come to me. A healing is working through the shadow. You know, you are getting this and the soul pieces that happened that occurred during that trauma. You're getting a power retrieval, which is going to empower you to be able to work through the trauma. You're getting um, extraction, which extraction is removing energy that no longer or has never um served you in your highest purpose okay so removing this energy um it could be hatred that's found in the heart you know i referred to it last week uh, last week last time we were together as um sometimes i'll see snakes in someone's heart or spiders in the pit of their stomach or things bearing their teeth or something like gross you know it it's whatever it is it Showing me that it's energy that needs to be removed. It's the spirit showing me it's time for it to be removed. And um, maybe there's a compassionate depossession, a spirit that has attached itself. It's time for us to remove that spirit and help them move on. And then we can continue the healing. There, there's a lot of different things that occur because we're looking at the root cause of this trauma we're looking at the root cause of what you experienced during your, what occurred for you to do shadow work, and then putting that all into you and giving you the tools to be able to work through this in an empowered state and not disempowered state.
0: So shadow work is very empowering.
1: I would say so. A I lot of people so. don't see it that way, but I, I think
0: of it. Is. They don't see it as that way. I can see it as them going, oh, I have to face my fears. And I feel that, you know, somebody just slapping me on the back your shoulder going gun on butch up. It's like, no, there's more to it. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly, and, and people certainly benefit from it, probably in ways they didn't realize. One could be so accustomed to feeling that trauma and feeling the triggers that they don't know any other way. Like we talked about earlier, that's the way we've always done it. And so breaking that cycle, that's an opportunity. Uh, shadow work allows you to break the cycles. Of trauma if they're recurring. And therefore, uh, we talked about de-escalation, but reduces the impact it has so that you can, I would think, ultimately not be impacted by this trauma anymore. But it's that scar. Mm -hmm. What else? Do you have any closing thoughts? Because I think I've run through my questions.
1: Yeah, I don't have any questions either.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Okay. No, not really.
0: Okay. As we covered, it's a good thing to do. It takes courage to do it.
1: Yeah, it very much takes courage.
0: <laughs> like that. Yeah, no lie. Yeah, I think so. And there are lots of tools. I mean, you can have all the crystals and, and paper and, and candles in the world to do it. But ultimately, you have to have that will, that determination in which yep. to look at it and, and to, to look deeply within oneself. But it, it's not a bad thing to ask somebody to support you in it. I love the idea when you said to give yourself permission to feel that and to recognize that it's something that needs to be done. And understanding these are baby steps you take, it can have big benefits for you and allow you to, to function more fully, be more present in your life.
1: Right. And physical tools hold no light to the tools of consciousness, I'm going to put it. Okay. Okay and your strength of will and courage to move through this, you know. Yeah. It's It's strong and empowering, and it's a very potent medicine, and some people don't want to work through it, but it's something that we all do, and we will never grow if we don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Growth doesn't happen without seeing the shadows and without looking at that. Um, and, and to glamorize it, I think, is, is a disservice to it, because sometimes you do have to get into the muck and mire of it and yeah. get dirty but then you do come out of it but i don't want to over glamorize the the muck <laughs> and the mire it's just it's a process and it happens people are better for doing that and and the courage yeah it's just I, I won't deny or diminish the amount of courage it takes right to be able to take it on okay
1: you know sometimes there's stars but many times there's the muck and mire that you're talking about it's always a balance
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I encourage anybody listening that if you have shadow work to do, contact Wyatt, contact me, contact somebody to help you, whether it's a practitioner, an energy healer of any sort, a therapist, totally fine. A doctor. I mean, there are so many resources available. Um, it's, it, but the first step is admitting or accepting that this is something you can do. And then finding that practitioner of whatever sort who resonates with you, who makes you feel comfortable and safe. Because if you work with somebody you don't feel safe with, well, we're just kind of piling onto it. Thanks again, Wyatt. i love this and I'll be seeing you in like an hour and a half somewhere else. But this is awesome. I do appreciate your your insight and your experience and and, the vulnerability uh, that that you displayed as you're talking about your own journey. I appreciate that very much. Um, Yeah. Let's get that another shot, that other promo for you in here now.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Thank you again, Susie. I always enjoy coming on. Again, I'm Wyatt from The Wildwood Hollow. You can find me at thewildwoodhollow.com. It's quite a process. And, you know, being able to work through your own trauma, like we said, is empowering. And know that you're never alone. And we are here, Susie, and I, and anyone else that you go to, we support you in your journey. Man, what are some things going on? I'm still working on that journey class and group that is nearing completion. So keep uh, keep tuned in. Uh, head over to my website, subscribe, and I'll be putting that out hopefully in the next month to be able to. So we're talking a new- June, July. I'm saying. Thinking about mid June. Yeah. Mid June. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, that'll give us a time stamp or something. So it's like, he's going <laughs> to, why it's going to start his group. I got to get this up soon. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you have time. <laughs> okay.
0: Thank you. Okay. Well, thanks so much. Um, this is Susie from Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. I'm really grateful. You are a tremendous resource and a kind and gentle soul, and somebody I just absolutely enjoy talking to. Yes, we'll have to do it again. I'll come up with something else.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, Susie. Love you all.
0: Thanks. Blessings.